go out a little long there, Squeeze. I, w I was waiting. I was. I had my my hi all like built up and like ready to go, and just I started losing steam. Yeah, it was a good though. Air. It was good. Thank you. Uh, that became like about a year ago when we started these uh, quarantine shows. That that became your thing, kind of the meat wattish yeah, high. Just, uh, yeah, it was meat to get me out of having to do impressions. I was uh, going to start the show off by talking about how busy we've been at work, uh, but then I'm like, I can't say that because I'm going to transition into the fact that I had four hours to watch the Snyder Cut. <laughs> so I'm not that busy. I, I, I had six hours to watch the Snyder Cut and then go back and rewatch and finish the... Yeah, uh, you're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I saw... I, had the, on the... I saw that piece of shit in the theater... No, I didn't see it in theater. I, I, I know, you just been... watched it the other day. Well, no, I, I saw it. I never finished it, oh, actually. Oh, okay. I, like, but, like, you know, was it, like, maybe, like, 18? Oh, the end is after it was... the end's the best part of the, the Whedon cut. Because yeah, it wasn't it, terrible. it's pretty much the same thing as the Snyder cut. But he does, I think he does a better job humanizing and making Superman the way he is in the comic books, the Boy Scout. Yeah. Yes, Joe. It's and Tuesday. I, I, I like the the red and blue. Yeah, personally. I do too. The black one's good for you know he could have came out in the the Krypton Kryptonian outfit, just like he did when uh, when Superman returns, uh, in the books. But yeah, you know I thought it was pretty cool. But you got to go back to the red and blue. He should have at the end when he pulled his shirt down. It should have had the red and blue costume. Yeah. Yeah. All right, recut it, Zach fucking asshole we have to <laughs> edit for you again well there's a there's another uh, there's a third cut coming out it's justice's gray version it's all it's a black and white cut oh i no i watched that one. Oh, that's the one you watched yeah yeah uh sure. there's i mean there's no color i mean it was, everything was pretty much desaturated and dark but... <laughs> oh he's making a joke kids zing yeah also, come no, on! I, I, I could have used I could have used a little bit of the four by three cut. Pissed me off too. The entire time I'm thinking, there's no reason this could not be cinematic scope widescreen. Like even just sixteen by nine, you would have gotten a taller frame for your superheroes than the four by three IMAX fucking look. You dickhole. Sorry, Zach. You well, did a wonderful no, job with the movie. But you can go. But everyone's gonna go and watch it in an IMAX theater now and experience that. <laughs> oh right. No, that that was ridiculous. I, I hated it. It drove me fucking nuts it, the entire time. It wasn't that bad because honestly, I I watched the majority of it on an iPad, which is four by three. Yeah, so it it wasn't. Maybe that's, I didn't even notice it. Maybe that's what he thought. Yeah, go back and rewatch it on an. <laughs> that's yeah. how most people are gonna watch it: washing dishes over a sink. Um, or we watched. So I came home on Thursday, and I I got home as quick as I could. 
and I'm like, all right, I'm not even gonna work out. I'll, like, I'll start dinner, start the movie, because she she was like, Ugh. she did like it though, and she interested like it, but mm-hmm. she was like, oh, we gotta watch four hours. She's like, we'll watch two, and she made it through three without even realizing, and then she went to fall asleep, and I was gonna stop it, but I watched the rest of the thing straight through. And I thought, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you don't want to hear, skip ahead a few minutes. We're at 4.30. Skip ahead to like seven minutes. 20 minutes? Just get those talking about toys? Quick, quick, quick (laughs) thoughts. I thought the end with Ben Affleck. First of all, you know I I love me some Batfleck. Yeah. Second of all, I thought the interaction between Jared Leto's Joker and Ben Affleck's Batman, and I will fucking kill you was some of the best Batman Joker repertoire ever put on celluloid. Yeah. No, I thought I thought that was cool. I I don't feel like it needed to be there. No, it it did. It was Zack Snyder saying, "I had two movies after this plan, but you'll never I, see them. Fuck you, Warner Brothers." That's why I, it needed I, to be no, there. I know, I get that. that, that is why why do you think there. Warner Brothers told him he can't shoot that and he shot it anyway? Cuz Warner Brothers yeah. knew exactly what he was going to do. They knew he was going to go shoot a teaser for the next two movies that he's never going to make, and it's going to make people fucking pissed. And he's just going to sit back and be like, fuck you, Warner Brothers. He just, uh, what's that? Uh, with the lamps and the torching and the... He uh, gaslit. He was... I don't I don't think that's ga- the no, definition of the term. Is that no. it? No. I don't. All right. That's he, what the kids say nowadays. Joe reminded us. Uh, yes, I did hear there is a version of Mrs. Doubtfire uh, that it includes outtake, enough outtakes of uh, Mrs. Doubtfire that there's an NC-17 cut of Mrs. Doubtfire just based on, on Robin Williams ad-libbing. Oh. Yes. Now fans are clamoring for because they actually liked Jared Leto's Joker in this. They're clamoring for the... David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. Yeah, he already said no. It's not gonna. No, he but... wa- he wants it. Warner Brothers. Really? Said I thought it, I, I no. thought I read something where he no said no. No, he wants it. Warner Brothers said no, and he he tweeted the story with a with but why with a a, a, a sad eye emoji. Uh, because there's people that sit at desks that think they know better and right. they what have do you an have, idea what they want. What do you have to lose, like? This was, by all accounts, by all accounts, seventy million dollars. I mean, okay. it was HBO money. By by all accounts, the Snyder Cut was a rousing success. Yeah, and it wasn't. And I, I I look like I, we said it wasn't. It's not Susan Kane. It's not the no no. Right? And, but and, and, I was and is, for is, four is, hours. Is Endgame and Infinity War better? Yes. But this was an entertaining, and it first of all, it's per, it's entertaining because all the plot and exposition that we didn't cut out is is there, and it makes sense. The why the mother boxes are there, and and to begin with, and screaming is is finally told to you. Uh, the Flash has a narrative; he has motive. Cyborg has motive, and before they were just there; they were they're incendiary characters. Cyborgs, cyborg is the like. He's the it character. It revolves around him. The character. Right. Even Wonder Woman has motive. Like, she gets yeah. that fucking arrow shot. Like, why couldn't he leave some of that in? Like, there was no motive. Yeah, it was, it was the, the motive of the, the, the Whedon picture was Bruce Wayne 
promised Superman he'd get unite the six and they were gonna fucking fight uh Samurai Steppenwolf. Yeah, I don't know why it had to be two hours when everything else was in it two and a half. You could have made that a three hour movie and no one would have cared. Yeah, but instead of doing reshoots to tell the story in a quicker way, he just shot reshoots to make to add levity in, in a movie that no one no one asked for levity. No. Like, come on, Cyborg is badass in this movie. Now I get why Ray Fisher was so fucking pissed off. I get it. Yeah. Everyone's Fuck. like, why is Ray Fisher pissed? He's not telling you got you gotta share why you're pissed, man. You gotta share why you're pissed at Whedon and Warner Brothers. And he wasn't, he wasn't. And then you see this movie, you're like, oh. oh. Oh, you were in it. Yeah, right, right. You're just not a supporting character, you're a main character. Also, man, fucking I know. I'm and his whole story, his whole story arc changes. I'm past entirely. seven minutes, so I won't say it. But the 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 member of the Justice League who shows up twice in the movie, I was not expecting it, and I fucking marked out like a motherfucker. <laughs> I figured you would. Uh, there was two things I marked out on that, and the fucking anti life equation. I was like, fucking Rock of Ages, great. Like get get to Grant Morrison's JLA. Let's get weird with this shit. Fuck what Marvel's doing, and they're they're doing mainstream. Let's go DC. Get weird. Have Grant Morrison trip <laughs> some acid and write your fucking JLA script and shoot that shit. I want to see. And also, what's his name? He's gonna be the Adam because we need an Adam in the fucking Justice League. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh fuck! It wasn't the original Adam. That that uh, Asian kid. Who's left in charge of the labs? Yeah, he's he is his the name. They Who said. wasn't even in the Whedon cut? He wasn't in the Whedon cut. He's he's the Atom. So like they could do Rock of Ages. They could do that JLA storyline. The anti life equation. Fuck! Come on, that's fan service <laughs> right there. I loved it. I I I, I really I was like. I have three, two hours in, I was like, no, I like it. I, I'm enjoying it so far. And I was pre- pre- yeah. fully prepared to take a steaming pile of shit on this movie and come on air today yep. and say what a piece you of shit it was. You even said last week like that the critics are you know, paid to say that and it's going to be hot garbage. Right. And I texted you after I watched it. I go, he did it. Son of a bitch. He now did granted, it. Now, granted, the bar was literally setting on the ground. Right. And even even if it was just like I stepped over the bar, I would be like, it's okay. He just stepped over the bar. But no, it was an enjoyable, watchable movie. I had fun. That I would watch. I turned it on. I had no intention of finishing it because I turned it on at 1030 at night. Yeah. And I watched it straight through till 230 in the morning. Right. Now, I'm not going to watch the black and white version, but if they do a widescreen version, I'll, I'll watch that. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Zach. Come on. Get your head out of your ass. I get not doing it in the 133 to 1 aspect ratio. That wide scope, because your heroes don't look mm-hmm. like gods. They're really... Sh- Shrunk, I yeah. suppose. But sixteen by nine, if it was good enough for Spielberg's dinosaurs, I think it's good enough for your fucking du- Justice League, Zach. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, also, I just read George uh, Siegel died. Grandpa from the Goldbergs. No shit. Yeah. 
87 though, man. He lived a hell of a life. Wow. Hell of a life. He was in a couple... I only know him from the Goldbergs and uh, I think... uh, What's that movie? Ocean's Eleven. I'm sure he's in other stuff, but... In particular, I know him from that stuff. But yeah, rest in peace, George Seagull or Seagull or Seagull, I think it is. Uh, mm. And that, yeah, looks like it's uh, the from the Goldbergs. It's from what? Like where I where I really know him from. It's one of those things like, oh yes, I know him. Yeah, he's an but actor, he's not been a thing. It's like no, I. He's been an actor forever, though. He's been in fucking... You, you've seen him, but like it's not in like a lot of movies that I've seen. You, Ocean's Eleven, I know. Um, oh, yeah. But he playing Pop in Goldberg's. Is like, oh, Entourage. He was Murray Ber- Berenson in Entourage. Um, I'm, I'm, I just accidentally admitted I watched Entourage on this show. Hmm. <laughs> And I liked it. <laughs> I, w- I watched the first season. And I'm like, is something going to happen? Oh, God. I revel in nothing happening and, then, and what oh, douchebags no, they are. I w- listen, I watch for Johnny fucking drama, okay? Sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I watched. Um, he, I'm scrolling through. He's got a lot of credits, but I haven't seen any of this shit. Uh, yep. Nope. Murder, she wrote. Dun, dun. He was in Just Shoot Me. I watched a few of those that uh, David Spade show. David Spade vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see anything. Murphy's Law. Did you ever watch that? Uh, no. No, I know. I knew of it. Yeah, I saw the. Yeah, you see the commercials, and you feel like you watched it. Right. Right. But. Yeah, I guess pretty much from uh, from what we, from Entourage and uh, Ocean's Eleven, of course, and um, Goldberg's. I, I was a fan of what Goldberg's did. Uh, Adam Goldberg, he's he's the man. Did good shit with that show. Anyway, what else? Uh, did I ever tell you a few weeks ago? I went. Uh, oh, hold on. Joey just asked me, RK, off topic, can you do a Javier Beltran Fernandez impression? So what Joe's talking about is back in 1993 or 4, I got to talk to my mom and find out what year it is, although my mom's fucking worthless. She's like, I don't remember, honey. We had a Spanish exchange student, and he was from Madrid, I believe, and his name was Javier Beltran Fernandez. That's a pretty sick name. Yeah, he was a cool dude. He can get along. He was around my brother's age, like two, three years older than me, and he stayed in my brother's room with him. And I fucking dug Javi. I thought he was the man because as a, kill, a younger kid, and him and his, his they they're really into buying blue jeans here. <laughs> I said that <laughs> uh, they were fun though. And Javi was he's like Ryan. I can't do it. He's he's just he's he's Spanish. I the the funniest thing was that we put Univision on the Spanish channel for him, and we're like, huh, huh. He's like, I don't understand the word they're saying. <laughs> he really didn't, because it's Latin American, it's Mexican. You yeah, know? it's 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 Spanish, but it's it's very different. Uh, he did not. I just, but you know, I thought it, he liked watching wrestling with me too. He loved WWF. 
Javi. So I can't do a Javi. My dad's like, oh, Javi, uh, do you want to uh, sweet grill? Uh, I know you like olive oil and uh, olives and all that Mediterranean crap, but uh, I got um, <laughs> some burgers and hot dogs. We could put olives on those if you want. <laughs> there was like a, it was such a fucking, <laughs> we, we were such rubes. They gave us this list of food <laughs> he might like. And yeah, like he devoured anything. And he, but he wasn't like a third world kid, like. Like it was like living in America, but over there, you know, there was just things. Yeah, it's like don't don't put cinnamon on his food. He's never smelled it before. He might think it's poison. You know, it's... <laughs> right. And we had this like list of food to buy that he, keep in the house, stock in the pantry that he might like, and I and like cook with <laughs> cook with olive you oil. Go f- you go like full racist and just <laughs> a bunch of Goya stuff. Yeah. And like he just wanted to eat fucking American junk food. Quite frankly, like he wanted to go to Burger King, <laughs> McDonald's. We go out to McDonald's, huh? He wasn't poor. <laughs> right, and then we go to McDonald's, like, huh? We got the happy like meal. Coming from Spain to America, <laughs> and you try to make them feel at home by making a shitty knockoff version of their cuisine. Right? Would you like a tapenade, Avi? Hey, you wanted to eat fucking junk food. He brought like some candy and cookies from Spain. I f- they're gross as fuck. Yeah, because they don't load them with sugar like we do. <laughs> right. Yeah, he loved like he'd walk back to Texco with me and load up on sodas and candy bars. Like back when like candy bars were massive. Like if you got a king mm-hmm. size, it was it was literally like a king scepter. If you bought a king size fucking yeah. Butterfinger. So you imported diabetes to Spain. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I could run down the aisle and clock Ultimate Warrior with this thing and cost him the title to slaughter. That's how big this candy bar was. And it was un- it was like a dollar. You have a dollar, you could buy diabetes back in 1993. You could. Mm-hmm. So I, another thing I remember, one of the kids of the exchange student, so it was through our church, our Catholic fucking church, and our, my mom worked for the church, and she worked for the, the pastor, Monsignor. He was, it, like, if you follow the Catholic indictments, Monsignor Rigney's on the list. Not for little boys, Everybody. though. He apparently was in the little girls. Ugh. Yeah, it's gone back. I was saying. Monsters. Right. So he, he spoke Spanish, and he, they brought these guys in, and it was like, it was like they, they, they stayed in parishioners' households who also went to the school, but it was during the summer, and like trips were planned with, with the group. Uh, so there was this one kid, though, who was wearing a Guns N' Roses t-shirt, and it said it was, the tour was called like something with, the, with fuck in it, and I, I just was – I thought it was the fucking coolest thing that all the parents were getting outraged. This kid's he was wearing around. He didn't know. He's wearing a Guns N' Roses <laughs> shirt, and the tour in the back says "fuck," and the parents are all outraged. And I, and my dad, like, oh, no, we gotta, we gotta cover the oh, Ryan. Don't look at his shirt. And I'm like, this guy, this Spanish guy with the ponytail, fucking creepy oh, greaseball. Yeah, he had a ponytail. Oh, that's sick. He is the coolest guy I have ever seen in my entire life. And my mom like ran the program. She was like the kids like liaison with the the church. I guess they didn't want a priest doing it in case any of the boys were handsome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta keep you gotta keep that buffer there. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So yeah, that was our. I I, I want to sit down with my mom and my brother and like pick their brains about Javi and and really like dedicate a pick one like our this summer. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna give the whole story of Javier. If I could track him down too, and get his take, but like Javier Beltran Fernandez is like Joe Smith in fucking Spain. <laughs> yeah, just, just Google fattest fattest Spaniard. And... <laughs> we were in uh, Barcelona, but and I didn't even think to look him up. I me- I might have mentioned it like it's a throwaway thing, but like that's like cattle. Catalan or Ca- I don't know what the fuck it is. It's it's, it's they, there was protests in the streets for their independence from the the country of Spain. Why we were there? Oh, all right. So sure. It, yeah, it's not. It's te- they even kind of speak in a different dialect. It's kind of like us in Quebec. Al- well, I was gonna say Alabama. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Or like Texas. At least we'll be like, nah, Texas, stay here. You got a lot of our sports teams. Right. Yeah. If Alabama goes, we're like, all right. Uh, other colleges have a chance to... to win football now. That's that's the worst that ha- could happen. It just means you have a roundabout way to go to Louisiana if you don't have a passport. Right. Ugh, Alabama. Alabama seceded. Oh, no. Oh, guys. Again? What, what are we going to do? Well, we already added Puerto Rico to make an even 50, so see Alabama. <laughs> I'll really piss them off, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's as much as I can tell you about Javier Beltran nice. Fernandez. Um, well, last week, uh, we talked all month of March. We've been talking, going 30 years back in time, Squeezer, talking about 1991. We've talked about television in 1991. In fact, I went through and joyfully read you TV listings for 45 minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> Then we followed that up with uh, movies from 1991 and followed that up, Squeezer, with video games from 1991. And last week, I got you all pumped that we were going to be talking about junk food from 1991, but I was wrong. <laughs> we're talking about toys <laughs> from 1991, and we could have we uh, pivoted, Squeezer. We could have went with junk food, but mm-hmm. who are we if we don't stick by our list? Yes, we're not about to pause and pivot. Right, they know us as the ones who screw things up and say that we're doing a show and getting it wrong, so they expect that yeah. from us. If we would have, exactly. if we would have deviated from the list, paused and pivot in these trying times, Squeezer, <laughs> getting all the gimmicks out. Right, what? Who? Who are we? What are we? But, but phonies, I would say. Um, I mean, to be fair, ninety-one. I was eight. I was nine. Uh, some of these, some of these toys, you know, you, you're quite not developed yet, and you're an idiot, and you want to see how shit tastes. Um, sure, <laughs> some of my stuff has teeth marks. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, now and it's just as nutritious. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, some of this stuff came out, you know, earlier. Uh, some didn't. I think most of my stuff came out in '91, except. I'm looking. Yeah, all my stuff came out in 1991, and I think I got it all in 1991. But fuck, I can There's no guarantees here. You get a good look at a butcher's ass if you stick your head up it. <laughs> but that's no guarantee in life. I believe. Uh, so I'm going first, Squeezer. But I got a doozy. So fucking buckle in. Oh boy, click. All right. Here is my first pick. 
Oh, let me make sure my cart's up. Let's check it out. Introducing the newest WWF wrestling buddy, Big Boss Man and Jake the Snake Roberts. Clunk him, plunk him. Wrestling buddies want to be your buddy. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Nothing, uh, officer. Body slam. <laughs> hey, who's the wise guy? Big Boss Man. Murphy. What's going oh, on? Nothing, Sarge. <laughs> Big Boss Man and Jake the Snake Roberts, the newest WWF wrestling buddies from Tonga, each sold separately. I don't know why I picked this commercial. I just grabbed one. But these I didn't even have these buddies, and they came out later. The first run of Wrestling Buddies, though, I had a 1991 squeezer. And if you didn't hear that, it's because I, I fucked up the audio, and I will fix it. So at home, they don't know it, but you didn't hear it. I heard it. Oh, you did? It was on, yeah. the, it was on the right channel then. Hmm. So um, WWF Wrestling Buddies were created by Tonka, in 1990 and released in 1991 and i tracked down so i i learned via fig heel the uh, uh, instagram account and youtube account and then uh, also zach all right well brian cardona and uh, brian myers no matt cardona and brian myers um they did an interview on major wrestling figure podcast with her I caught up with her myself, Stephanie Eskander. She was a toy designer, designed almost everything your sister played with. And quite frankly, she hit something that we played with. She designed wrestling buddies. And I spoke with her for about an hour about everything from wrestling buddies to where, if, what she thinks uh, – the toy, what, how she thinks, because she worked for Toys R Us right up until the end. How she thinks the loss of Toys R Us impacted the toy toy industry. Uh, what she thinks about popples. Man, we talked about everything a whole hour. I'm gonna upload that as a bonus podcast this week. Our hour, because I recorded. I was like, hey, could I record this and something I could use? Because I just wanted to take some notes. But she gave me a lot of good stuff, and um, you know, it's it's outside the realm of 1991 toys. I was trying to get her feeling on toys in 1991. And she told me what her, her son played with. And one thing that made me really jealous is she worked for Tonka, which owned Kenner Squeezer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they had an employee oh. store. And her kid was really in the oh. real Ghostbusters. So she bought him some toys. There's a funny story she told me about trying to get on a plane with a Ghostbuster ooze zapper or something like that. It's good. It's So <laughs> listen to that. That should be uploaded later today. A bonus interview with Stephanie Eskander. Get her book. It's uh, it's out now. You can get it. I'm going to link to it on radyears.com because um, I don't have her web address. Her, what, hold on. I should pull it up. Do her a little justice. Because uh, the book, I bought it and actually had to get it back from Fulkerson because she was looking at it because she's like, I played with all this stuff. Hmm. So if you want to go to stephanieskanderdesign.com, um, take a look at her book. It is uh, called Toy Stories, The Secret Life of a Toy Designer. Um, really good stuff. Pick it up. I'll link to it on radiers.com. Go there right now. You can find her Instagram. She tries to post on Instagram every day. Drawings she has from her notebooks. Tons of stuff. So she talked about making wrestling buddies. She came into Tonka in 1990, and she was supposed to work in the girls' division because she always she was an illustrator. And they asked her if she could work on these uh, wrestling buddies so they 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 licensed a a wrestling buddy that wasn't um 
they licensed the design of a doll, a wrestling doll for kids to wrestle. But it was like a generic wrestler squeezer. It looked more like a goblin in a singlet with a belt. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then they, they got the license for WWF because it looked like they left LJN in 89 and went to Hasbro and Tonka for for the wrestling buddies, for the soft toys for Tonka, and then respectively the figures and other accessories for Hasbro uh, in 1990. So uh, they came to her and asked her if she could design uh, something with these wrestlers. They didn't pick the wrestlers either. Uh, Vince himself. Uh, uh, hey, pal. We're going to need you to do Vince and Warrior and the Million Dollar Man. Ah, yeah. And Macho King was the, the fourth in the original line. So the thing about this is the, the problem with the, the Hasbro figures is a lot of the times they'd make them. And by the time they got the factory tooled and molded and to market, the gimmick changed. They're either face or heel or like Macho King was Macho Man or vice versa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot less of a lead time on these wrestling buddies because they'd print the fabric in New Jersey. It was knitted and sublimated printed, and then they sent it to Mexico where they were sewn. And then they were ready to go in a few months. It didn't take all the tooling and stuff. So she drew the original designs of these four first ones, and then she flew to meet with Vince and Titan Sports in Connecticut and they approved it and then she sat in a hotel room because her family was back in Rhode Island because she worked for Hasbro before this and she was in a hotel room in Minnesota at Tonka drawing she had boxes and boxes of markers so she had a a, a white a, like a blank slate wrestling buddy and she drew the original prototypes and colored them in with markers to, to see what they would look like the prototypes so they could oh, take cool. them to Toy Fair in New York that year and, and like the fabric sucked up the marker like crazy. So they had to get her like boxes and boxes of markers uh, to go through and, and draw these. And she drew like if you look at the artwork on Hogan, on all of the wrestling buddies, that's her artwork. She drew them all. And she said she enjoyed Million Dollar Man the most because she liked drawing like sparkles and stuff because she drew she made girls toys. And um, uh, she liked doing the sparkles on his on his costume, and you could if you don't know what he looks like, Squeezer, he's in my window oh, tomorrow. You could check him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's a lot of green sharpie. Yeah, I know. Think about it. I I don't. She used some other some alcohol marker or something. She she's, oh, okay. but uh, very talented. What a career. She's she did so much, and she she talked about working on other wrestlers. They were going to do like Sergeant Slaughter, Bret Hart, Diesel. She doesn't remember all the names. Tugboat was on the list, possibly. I'm sure there was going to be Razor Ramon, maybe HBK, maybe Mr. Perfect. Uh, probably the Mountie, because if he was in the fucking video games, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're really cool. And uh, I mean, Wrestling Buddies, they're, they're in the lexicon. And I told her, I was like, you know that she, she said her, her daughter when they were living in San Diego, worked at a restaurant that Hulk Hogan went to all the time. She's like, I never thought to go in and be like, Hey, I designed your wrestling buddy. She's like, would he have cared? I'm like, I think he would have. You walk out to the ring and you see hundreds of people holding up these dolls of you. And I wanted to tell the story of Bruce and Pat when Hogan initially came back, um, to like talk to Vince about working again. They, they like strung up a Hogan bed buddy, uh, from a, like a, a rope and like hung it, hung it out outside of Vince's window 
for Vince to see, but they thought Vince would be facing it and not Hulk, and Hulk saw and got all pissed off. <laughs> I mean, these wrestling buddies are legit in the lexicon. So, yeah, that interview oh, yeah. with Stephanie, she, thank you so much, Stephanie. You're, you're uh, an icon. And, I mean, I, she, I don't think she ever would have thought that she would become this popular for designing one like series of toys and all the toys she designed. She did so much. She did popples for fuck's sake. <laughs> the word popples and fuck in the same sentence yeah. has never been uttered. No. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for doing the interview. It was really uh, a pleasure and uh, definitely check that out if you have time after listening to this and go buy her book and check out her Instagram. Head to the website. I'll post that stuff there. Squeezer. Are you ready for your first pick? Uh, yeah. Oh. Sorry, I started a little. Jump the gun. Ah. Here it is. Terminator. I'm back. Got to find John Connor. But evil T-1000 gets to him first. Hey, back off. Terminator's heavy metal cycle zeroes in and fires. Ah. But T-1000 stands to get even. This is for getting on my bad side. You're next, John Connor. I'm back. Terminator deploys his secret weapon. Hasta la vista, baby. Terminator this time. Terminator is back. Terminator, the R-rated kind of <laughs> horror movie, now has toys for your kids. Uh, Yeah, Kenner did not care. They were like, hey, we can make a... Like, hey, oh, they, they take cute toys and find a way to make them violent so like half their work was already done for them so this this was 91 this was 91 so this um, was when kender was still independent of hasbro uh at the time yeah well they were uh, bought yeah. they bought them in 91 they bought them january 1st 91 uh hasbro acquired tonka which owned kenner I learned this just from my interview with Stephanie, oh. <laughs> but it took a whole year for the acquisition to complete, mm -hmm. like for them. But they bought them; they own they own them complete January that year. But Kenner was still operating autonomously, I believe. Uh, by by then, um, all of these were uh, marked, 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 and marked down on your favorite KB or toy liquidation store shelf. Um, yeah, they didn't really, I had yeah. no interest in them. I know the only thing I wanted was that that Play-Doh body thing. Uh, but my buddy Matt had these and loved them. I was just like, they're fucking stupid. They're not even like the right scale. They you can't wrestle anything with them. They are a strange scale, and they're also very. Um, is Kenner uh, uh, an adjective? They're very Kenner. Um, in, in Kenner-esque. They took plenty of liberties with, uh, the, with the characters. And now, th this goes way back. This was, we talked these on our R-rated toy episode. Yes. That was almost four, three and a half years ago. Damn. Three years ago. Like, it was, it's in, like, the first, like, 25 episodes, I think, we talked, we did this. Um, and I got a bunch of these, and I got them, uh... Yeah, it was KB. They were already marked down. There were some kids I was friends with for the fact that they like their grandparents lived next to mine, and they would come over occasionally, okay. and we would have them. And I thought they were so cool. Um, 
But you and he, so he was a little older than me, so for him to have seen Terminator, eh, maybe not the best yet, but still, I didn't see it until a little later on, and I by the time I had these toys, I still had not seen it. In fact, I read the graphic novel based off the movie before I saw the movie. Oh, um, la ti da. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, I I mean, I looked at the pictures. I didn't actually read it. No, all right. Um, but there's a lot of figures that come with it, and they're pretty much all the Terminator. Right. Uh, even though there is only one. Well, technically, there's two. And you have there's one. Uh, there's a T1000 though, right? My friend had it. Yeah, there are. There are. So there's three technically four because they came out with a different version of the one. Uh, a, there's a white hot T1000 where he's kind of like gold when he's like melting. It's kind of odd. Uh, then there's the exploding T-1000, which he's, like, in his half-silver form. It's almost like they caught it, like, mid-transition Is he, is he the uh, one – him... which was the one that has the arm that's kind of like a uh, – like a, a spike? Pe- yeah, spike. Yeah, that's him. That's okay. the exploding. That's what my friend so, Matt yeah, had. He lost yeah, the explosion parts. So he was, like, parts. mid-form. Yeah. Um, but he had the same mechanics as the scorpion alien – where you push the button and his back and his torso and his chest would snap over top of like his innards that had the head and then that snapped down. So when you push the button, it would explode, which made sense because he did explode like that. You know, he um, wasn't so scary. He would get a gambling problem and get busted out by Tony Soprano in a few years. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the T-1000, uh, a blaster t1000 version is your motorcycle cop and that's the one that shoots rockets out of his ass um where you snap his head down and his uh, ass pops up over his head and then using the same technique as you would with like battle trolls you can flick the rockets out of his back uh, yeah it's, that's... it's very similar to like the ghost bus- the uh, real ghostbuster line the uh, fright uh how are they called? Yeah, the the cop that bent over. Yeah, pretty much is very similar. Right, he's down um, on uh he's down on our desk downstairs. You have one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then you have a, a, a ton of Terminators. You have a battle damage Terminator where he's Arnold and his chest pops off and he's a T one thousand. You have a, a damage repair Terminator which has like he's got a cybernetic arm and then you can snap it off and pop on a good arm so you know and then also you can replace uh, the damaged head with uh, a clean head which that head it, it's basically like he's walking around with the, the head of Brutus the Barber Beefcake not it, it's funny how each action figure looks completely different from one another <laughs> um, there's, there's only two that really come close other than the Techno Punch Terminator which is the skeletal T-800, um, which, which that one's pretty cool, and he, he's got a lot of cool detail in him. Uh, but Power Arm Terminator, even though uh, the Terminator didn't have a giant claw arm or a giant rocket launcher arm, uh, this one does look kind of close to him. I would say the closest is the Secret Weapon Terminator, because he's got like this leather thing going on. Uh Kind of S&M-y, but we'll let it slide. Oh, but yeah. the face looks very Arnold. 
Um, and he comes with like the mini gun and everything that you know when he's at uh, Dyson and starts just wrecking shit with it. Uh, and his chest pops down, and he, of course he shoots a rocket out of his chest because why wouldn't he? Uh, that that one is the closest to Arnold. My, my favorite that I never had. It's the Meltdown Terminator who's got like a squirt gun kind of thing like Nedry had. But it's almost like they had a meeting and they're talking about, oh, we got to make it. And he's based off this. And they get out of the meeting and go, wait, wait, who's the guy playing the Terminator? And someone goes, oh, shit. I think it's Kurt Russell. All right. I'll go make an action figure that looks like Kurt Russell. So they go and make a Kurt Russell Terminator and call him the Meltdown Terminator. I swear to God, it looks – I don't know – how every single head looks completely different. Uh, but it is amusing. And somehow, I did not know this, there was a John Connor made. Oh, really? I've never seen him. In, I, I I feel like John Connor was out to drift on the USS flag. I've never seen him in the wild. Uh, he came with like a dirt bike, which is kind of cool. But yeah, I've never actually seen him. And why a kid would really want to have him? Because you would just have him run around and hide. Because mm-hmm. he's just basically it's an Edward Furlong action figure. Uh, <laughs> they had some cars. I had the. I did have the. There was the. He the car is like this weird coupe convertible kind of thing. You clearly they had it from something else <laughs> and repurposed it, um, or it's just a mishmash of parts. Uh, the motorcycle's pretty cool because it's a big hog and it shoots a rocket out of it. And then, yes, then they ha- also had the bioflesh regenerator, um, which is basically the Play-Doh thing where you could create a skin over uh, over your Terminator, um, which is it's pretty cool. But yeah, these these were they, they were cool to when the problem is you're right they weren't to scale with anything else. Nope. They were very awkward in size. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of detail in them, even if that detail was a little off. Um, and yeah, I only had... I think I eventually got the exploding T-1000 at like... Bargain base... Uh, for like 50 cents. I probably even got it at a yard sale. I remember. But I remember the T-1000... Uh, the blaster T-1000. Uh, he was my only T-1000 really to begin with. So all my Terminators, I have like a Terminator army and then one bad guy. Um, um anything else? But yeah, Ken, Kenner, Kenner at their best when it comes to uh, uh, promoting uh, utter violence uh, in their toys, and they did a damn good job at it. All right, oh. all right. Shall we move on to my next bit? Oh sure. All right, here it is. He's back. All you had to do was ask Super Mario Brothers 3 from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Now you're playing with power. Uh, so I'm not talking about Super Mario Brothers 3, the game specifically. I'm talking about this, the Super Mario Brothers 3 Nelsonic Game Watch. 
the fact that it played that music right there. That's impressive. Made me. This game sucked, by the way. It's one of those <laughs> shitty LCD games, and I can never figure out how to do it. So you start with Mario, and he's in like two positions as he moves, and he's on. I don't know. I guess some platform, and these Goombas are coming down, and there's a there's a little Hammer Brother or a Bowser shooting fireballs and throwing hammers at you. It and it's near fuck. See, he he's dead already. Like it's near impossible to play. Ah, uh, again, I did not care. You have three lives, and you're you're just you're playing this game. You're you're taking this to school because you have a fucking video game on your watch. I don't think <laughs> teachers cared because they knew it wasn't playable. That's not a game. That's a fucking piece of shit he's got on his watch. And there's four little buttons. There's there's two side buttons, like a set and a mode. And then underneath, there's four, like a D-pad. Like, so you go left and right and jump and down, like up and down. Uh, so it looks like he gets on. I never really played this game to beat it. But it looks like he died again. Whoever's doing this sucks it's just as bad as I am. I found a guy playing it on YouTube. Heck, he's dead again. Like, I want to see someone beat this thing. Like, did you ever beat one of those LCD games? No. No, because there was n- I never put that much time and energy into it. It was, it it was something to kill time in the car or while sitting there and. Yeah, but it it was good for like three seconds. Hold on, I'll see if this guy can beat it. Yeah, I never made it that far. Uh, so this guy did it. He's on the lift, and now he got over, and he got. There's a, p p wing. It takes him up, and now he's got a tail, but it really I don't know if it can do anything. I think that the block... Oh, he did it! He got Prince. This guy... This motherfucking Russian guy just beat the game in like three seconds. And I guess it just repeats. In Russia, game break you. In Russia, these are only games we have. We <laughs> must play them and beat them, or we suffer humiliation. Oh, yeah, you probably, they, they come over. It's like, hey, you want to play Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> yeah, sure. We play it on my out. wristwatch. <laughs> this is knockoff. I had a Super Mario World version of this a few years later. Um, and it had like a, a jack on the top of it that you could plug an ear, ear an earphone into. And, hmm. it, and it came in like a box, like, hold on, let's see if this guy, Super Mario Brothers, oh, it's called Super Mario Brothers 4, for some reason, on this watch. Here's him playing this. So it's, you're on top of Yoshi. It's got the music, right? Yeah, this one was a little easier. See, the music sounds right. Get Yoshi. Come on, dude. Okay, got Yoshi. This one's a little better. I remember this being a little better than Super Mario World one. But yeah, it said Super Mario Brothers 4 at the top of it. That always boggled my mind. We bought them at Kmart, the fanciest watch place. And they come in like giant boxes, like black boxes, like Harry Winston. I only know Harry Winston because we watched Sopranos tonight. And Carmela got something from Harry Winston. But like a big black box, like you would get at like a jewelry <laughs> store. And it had like a satin pillow inside. And had this shitty 50 cent fucking video game watch in it. But in 1991, 
I was the king of the school with my Super Mario Brothers 3. And I had it. Actually, I, I still had it up until a few years. Like, I wore it in high school, like, ironically. <laughs> Did you play it then, too? I'd pretend to be playing it. Like, okay. I, I didn't really play it. <laughs> Couldn't play it then. <laughs> Awful. Now, and, and like, you wanted that so bad. Now I have an iPhone that has, like, a thousand games on it. I have those two BitBoys that fit in my pocket with all these video games on it. And I never touch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only you could wish I had back then what I have now, I guess. Because now all you want to do now is just, if you have the opportunity, is just sit and stare quietly <laughs> yeah, at the wall. <laughs> Something they couldn't get us to do at all as kids. Yeah. It's like, all I want to do now is just sit quietly. Sit quietly, yeah, and stare blankly at the wall. Uh, all right. That's the now Sonic. Super Mario Brothers 3 wristwatch, the wristwatch to own in 1991. Mr. Squeezer, your next pet. You are washed up, Cobra! I must have the plasma tox. The battle for the plasma tox takes to the skies with Joe and Cobra Air Commandos, soaring gliders that can fly up to 30 feet. I've got the plasma tox! Cobra! But here comes the G.I. Joe attack cruiser. It fires two missiles and a flying jet bomb. Air Commandos come with figure. Attack cruiser sold separately. G.I. What the fuck? So much goes on in these commercials. Oh, I know. And it's like an ongoing series. It's almost more complex than the cartoon itself. It's like uh, Lost and, before and Lost. <laughs> yeah, only they actually have an endgame uh, in mind. True. Uh, the... Uh, And they would also cross over toy lines. So the reason I thought about these is because the week before we talked about the video game. I don't know if you noticed, but our our lobby music was the music I played before we launched the live show. Ah, yes. Yes. And you know what, though? For a second, I almost thought it was Ninja Gaiden. A lot of people ask me if you played the second, the the Capcom game. I was like, I don't know. I'll ask it. I hadn't no. I did not know. This was that was the only one that I had. There's apparently um, one. Yeah. I've heard it's good, if not maybe even better, but this one that one was hard. Uh so I used a uh Eco Warriors commercial for that cuz Eco Warriors also came out in 91, but so did the Air Commandos. And as the commercials progressed, you know, it's like, oh, the eco-warriors are here. They're battling it out. But And then next week, oh, the air commandos come in and take out the eco-warriors. So like, each week they're just kicking each other's ass as the next new thing comes out. And the air commandos were, dare I say, awesome. Because who doesn't love hang-gliding soldiers? So these were, was this is a semi-vehicle kit. It's a good tweener toy. There's a lot of G.I. Joe vehicles out there, and but they can get expensive. Sure. And Like the USS uh, Flag? Yeah, like the, like the flag. Um, but if, if you want something just a little in between, or I remember, the, I remember this for sure, because this is the, the summer of uh, G.I. Joe Air Commandos for birthday gifts, because they were right in that 10 to $20 range. Right. On the lower end, so it's like you can... You don't just buy, go to a kid's birthday party and you buy him a G.I. Joe. So, and you can't go and buy him a, a fucking Hiss tank. 
you know, unless you're like his grandparents or something. But a hang glider with a G.I. Joe? Oh, that's perfect. And it fits so neatly in one of those little gift bags. You don't even have to wrap it. Uh, there were initially uh, four that came out in 91, and then they released two more in 92. But the four that came out in 91, you had uh, uh, Night Vulture and Sky Creeper for your Cobra guys. And then you had Cloudburst and uh, Sky Mate. Good day, mate. Good day, uh, mate. Was he Australian? Yeah, he had a kangaroo pictured on his uh, on his hang glider. Say, I got this hang glider. It's got a kangaroo on it. Means it flies farther. <laughs> um, let me see. Where is my? Uh, here we go. Air commandos ruled the skies with a fist of iron and with air commandos. <laughs> oh, <you> can't. <laughs> we ruled the skies with a fist of iron. Air commandos. Dare, daredevil pilots who fear no one. Daredevil pilots who feared no one. Sorry, I'm just repeating everything you say. High-speed gliders into battle with watch them swoop and dive over hostile territory. Aerodynamic high-speed gliders. <laughs> That's all I got out of what you just said. Uh, leveling enemy forces with their pivoting submachine guns. Leveling enemy Leveling enemy forces with their American machine guns. I just paraphrased. Yeah, so these are intended... <laughs> Um, intended to be like, uh, you know, your, your hang gliders. They're made of like a thin, a thin plastic and they have did they a work? rigid frame. IRL? They did. Oh. They did. They actually worked really well. Uh, all things considered. If you launch it right. If you hold, on, hold, it on, right hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to ask the question that everyone listening wants to know right now. How many tests did little squeezer do on these things to find their, their true flight productivity? Oh, all the time. Yeah, I would spend, and then I would like, I would go up and like launch them out my window to see how far I could go, like yeah. from the second floor. Thank glider, Sashi. Let's police the attack. Kumbaya. You're the cat. What was that? Ow. What was that? Oh, those are my feelings. <laughs> um... Sorry, young squeezers eat the cat to me. <laughs> I I did. <laughs> I did it to my kids earlier. I said something like, oh, kumbaya. <laughs> kumbaya. And, uh, oh, geez, Annabelle. They, they just kind of stared at me. I'm like, eh, you'll watch Eek one day. And Miss Squeeze was like, no, 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 they won't. No, um, cartoons in the 90s will. were not meant for kids. <laughs> um, I had Cloudburst, and his was uh, like a purple and blue uh, hang glider with a machine gun on top. I don't know exactly what would happen if you had a machine gun mounted on top of a hang glider. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you live down in Alabama and have a hang glider, and I'm sure you have a machine gun, do me a favor and see about if you can, you know, put it on there and see what it does. Uh, right. And then the but tail kind of make sure you check with your local authorities before hang gliding with the yes. machine gun. Yes. And yes. now you know. Do not go hang gliding with your machine gun. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Wow, Joe! <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid. Uh, are you going to take that hang glider and that machine gun up at the same time? Have you checked with your local authorities yet? No! Well, you should. And now you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, hang glider! <laughs> hang gliding is elite. Is not, you need a permit to hang glide in this neighborhood. Did you get your permit? But, go- <laughs> we don't need a permit 
Well, some municipalities require you to get the proper paperwork and have a permit, not for your gun, but for your hang glider. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then the the tail kind of curls up. I think that's what adds your stability. There's like a little like a funnel that cups at the at the back, so that helps create the uh, what pilots would call aerodynamics. Uh, so it doesn't just flop over. It's not just a regular fin. Uh, and then the GI Joe actually snaps in there really well. Uh, they like they have the p- typical waist harness, and then there's the two little pegs that you could stick their feet into um, that hold them in place. And that uh, on its own, it doesn't fly real well. But all it takes is that little GI Joe underneath to add that counterbalance and that weight, and it glides. You can get a good. 2030 they claim 40 feet if you're like a professional discus hurler a- as a kid you're like ur, ur, i throw it hard at the ground you know it's yeah not gonna go well and it never lands nicely they they put little rubber tips uh on on the front of the hang glider to prevent any serious damage or probably from taking out an eye um yeah, and of course, yeah, you throw it at your sister. I sure as hell did. Oh yeah. Uh, I only I only ever had one of them. I had I had a uh, cloudburst, and he was a pretty cool figure too. He was all original, uh, but he came with like a visor, which I lost right away, uh, and a real 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 bright orange gun. It's like they like took the little cap off, like the tip off the the toy gun, and made the entire thing orange. Uh, but it was pretty cool. Like I, I, I remember like not being allowed to throw it in the house, so you just had to kind of pretend <coughs> to fly it, you know. But it it worked out well for your your all your your necessary stealthy storytellings of of GI Joe, you know. Oh yeah, well you gotta you gotta tell a story. Yeah. What what are you even in the, What are you even in the game for? Oh yeah, I don't. I wouldn't just play. It was a, it was an entire process. There was blocking involved. And sure. Sure. No. Yeah. I could imagine how stressful it must have been trying to play very... toys with little squeezer. You say you played alone a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't like other kids playing with me because they would interrupt my story. There's, there's well, a mission you know, that they have to go on. and What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I'd set my ring up and set the action figures up and just then stare and everything would happen in my head. <laughs> and it would it would freak my uh dad what, what the hell are you doing <laughs> i having a match dad uh you're just sitting there staring at your stuff like uh you're brain dead <laughs> I, I i came down here and caught you licking the window dad inappropriate <laughs> i like how to say you get a jail free card what just tell me well it's what he said to me you know i'm not know. Ma- i'm not making it up i know uh, when they come down here and catch you drooling, then we have a problem. <laughs> Ryan, take your hand out of your pants. Just keeping it warm, is that, Dad. Is that, Jeez, is that just earlier today? Yes, <laughs> I had to stop in the studio because I had to export the Stephanie Eskander interview or uh, squeezer. Oh, really? I thought you had crewing to do. I, I I did. Oh sure. 
No, I, I, I did. I actually came for oh, the, okay. to export the interview, but I did. I fucked up the crook time for a set day in Hershey tomorrow. Ah. I thought it. we were leaving at 11. Then the, Dwayne's like, aren't we parking and powering at 11? I'm like, oh, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot get the Hershey in five minutes. Ah, uh, I've come close. <laughs> I was told to drive that fast. It was a mortifying ride. But... I was told not to let you drive because you drive like a little old lady. Oh, no, I wasn't even talking about that time. No, this was in high school one time we went to a hockey game. Ah. Uh, we, we, we made it there in like 45 minutes. I, I've, I've done that. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> you and I down there had to stop at Walmart, remember? Mm-hmm. It's just two years. Yeah, just two... We, needed, we needed ink and wrestling figures. Uh, I, yeah, the, the, that was just two years ago, man. Last yeah. year, yeah, two years ago, the ret- retros were still in stores, kids. HBK, rest in peace. All right, shall we move on to my uh, let's shall. third pick? Your Iraqi air base are continuing uh, today. Okay, Gary, uh, cross- t- 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 take a breath for just a second because I just want to remind people that it is from Gary Shepard. We had the first news of the bombing attack on Baghdad the other day, and it was he who described the quite extraordinary scene which we subsequently saw in some of the video which we managed to get out of Baghdad last night. Now, Gary, I know you brought some video with you again today. Um, can you now run it for us and talk about it as you do? Uh, I think we can, Peter. Uh, okay. I don't know if I can see it right here, but I will uh, well, crouch try to down. Crouch it. down if you want and get closer to the monitor, um, and we'll uh, we'll run it. That, ah, by the way, goes. is the Jordanian <laughs> skyline there, and uh, there it is. So you and Fabrice Moussas, who is a superb cameraman, has worked for us for years. Talk about it, Gary. Anyway, what yeah, Gary, just talk about what, it. You're in a war zone. What, Gar- on, what Gary crouches down in Jordan and uh, looks at footage of fucking a firefight that they bravely shot in um, night vision on Tim Murphy's night vision goggles the night prior. I had that clip to set up the fact that in 1991, in the height of the Gulf War, my brother and I from the K&K toy store, which later became KB toy store, in the South Mall in Allentown were purchased two Des- Operation Desert Storm Desert Camo machine uh, battery operated machine gun squeezer. Ooh. These things ran on about that sounds like a f- fun fi- toy. Fifty double A batteries in the stock. <laughs> Not the stock, I'm sorry, the clip. Magazine. Magazine. Yes. Magazine. I knew I'd get there. Sorry. Sorry. I have I have my hang gliding permit, not my gun permit. <laughs> so you pop the magazine out of the front and you put like as many double A's in there as you could fit and you'd pop it in and so the barrel would go back and forth like and make that noise and the the mm-hmm. the tip lit up red. And it and it was desert camo and it had a sticker across the side that said Operation Desert Storm. They were selling the war, and we'd be in the backyard. Young Dwight Schrute saying, "Take that, Saddam! Take that, Saddam!" We were fighting a war. You saw my uh, my family bought into the war effort big time. Uh, I I showed you the picture of me and my full Desert Storm regalia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard I had Desert camo short, like fake jams shorts. 
I had a Operation Desert Storm Desert Camo t-shirt um, at nine years old. Uh, we had the trading cards. My brother was mainly into those. I was more into the gun. Um, we had the full regalia. We had more than just one thing. I had plenty of clothes. Um, so this gun... We I don't know what the fuck we do with these things. I would later play Jurassic Park with it. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see it. Right. So the the uh, two years later, I take this thing and I take every battery out of every remote in the house and put it in a gun. <laughs> and Matt and I would go out in the backyard and there was a, a oh uh, garage door is closing. See, we have a uh, MyQ Chamberlain squeezer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we had to set it that if by like twelve ten a.m. The garage isn't closed. It'll close on its own. Oh, look at that! That's pretty fancy. Yeah, yeah. You could open it with an app and close it with an app too. Ooh, I can do that. I just haven't set it up. The future is now. It's like it's like uh, the cable guy. The future is now. You better put on your thumb trunks. You'll be channel surfing in no time. <laughs> You can play Mortal Kombat with a friend in Shanghai. <laughs> or Singapore, I forget what he said. I love that movie. Speaking of, fucking George Siegel plays Steven's dad in that movie. Maybe oh. that's why I'm thinking of it. The password is nipple. <laughs> <laughs> I know that movie by heart. You might remember the song from a little rockumentary called Give Me Shelter about the wrong stones and their nightmare at Altamont. That night... The Oakland chapter of the Hell's Angels had their way. Tonight, it's my turn. <laughs> I own that soundtrack on CD. Seriously? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. My dad was a cable guy. Come on. And it was Jim Carrey at the height of it. It's really dark. It's funny. You, you never saw it, have you? Yeah, I have. Like, oh. way back. Oh, God, I'm a big Cable Guy fan. All right. Uh, anyway, we're so I'm in the backyard, and dinosaurs attack, and... Take that, Saddam! That's what I named the T-Rex. Just, you know, keep it, ah. in, keep it in cannon, Squeezer. Sure. I've got a desert camo machine gun. It only makes sense. In, in case people walk in on you, and they're like, oh, okay, he's just shooting Saddam. It's not like he's shooting a pretend dinosaur. That's... Are you a weird. teenager? <laughs> Are you in high school? <laughs> Why are you playing with that toy gun shooting at fake dinosaurs? Shut up! <laughs> I hate you! At least spray painted the tip. I'm cool. Right. I didn't even do that. <laughs> uh, I, my in-canon character... Um, Bought, bought the gun from Desert War Surplus and because he named the dinosaur Saddam. Uh, oh. Get it? No, I was not that clever as a kid. I'm just making that up right now. <laughs> I would have believed it. Yeah, I was not that smart. All right. Let's... Before I embarrass myself any further, let's move on to Squeezer's third. Let's that, yeah, it's not going to happen anymore. Let's let Squeezer show. embarrass himself for a little bit here. Let's give you a turn at it. The, the just turn of embarrassment. He's cool. He's Jack. Not a gun leg, go maniac. Esports 
Lego Nautica Collection. Pier Police, Launch and Load Seaport, and Coastal Cutter. Each sold separately from Lego. I, I, I'm sorry to start right away, but there's something like Pavlovian in me that whenever you play this commercial, which you play a lot, I just want to go take a nap. <laughs> I'm already well, bored. It's, <laughs> it's not that commercial. They, they're all... Yeah, no, no. That, it's that, the commercial. Just at the end, he talks about a different type of Legos. <laughs> No, you they're, play they're this. playing with different ones. It gets you. All, you don't get excited and like, oh, yeah, wow, but, look but, at that port. But the clip, the clip squeezer that we hear on the show is Zach the Lego Maniac. Well, it's 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 their jingle. It's their song. Someone wrote that. You've and, heard it. And then at the end, it's like, get our fucking Lego boats. It'll take you all day and frustrate you and, to no end. Eh, it wasn't really that frustrating. I have. They're fairly simple. $200 Lego Nintendo right here. I'm looking at the box. Still in the box, Squeezer. You bought that just to hurt me. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm like, Jerry. Fucking. Uh, all right. The police patrol boat. Now, this is different than what you actually heard in the commercial because they didn't have commercials for the police patrol, for the boat series. Now, the difference is that nautical series, much like the pirate series, are Lego boats. Like, they're made of Legos. You put them in the water, they're going to sink. <laughs> but with the boat series, and there, there were a few of these, but the two big ones at the time was the police patrol boat, which came out in 91, and the fire rescue boat, which also came out in 91. If you can, if you want to stay along with this, the police patrol boat was 4021 Fire rescue boat was forty thirty one. Just oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Stay with so, your numbers. So let me guess. They had hollow cavities, so they'd float. They did. Ah. Yeah. So the the bottom of the boat was the boat itself was one solid shell, and then you would build up off of that. Uh, and it, it was cool. It came with a bunch of little uh, figurine, uh, a bunch of little uh, mini figs. And they had little life preservers and walkie-talkies. And then you can also have a little scuba tank that you can put on the guy, and it can go down. And The, you o- know. the only thing I ever liked about Lego was the Lego minifigs. I wanted all of them so bad. Yeah. I, I liked all their accessories. So, like, when they have little sailor caps and, and, and life preservers, it's, ad- it's adorable. Uh, the boat's pretty cool. Uh, you, you It's uh, a black boat shell with a white inner and like so like you have like the uh like there's like a rail that you could build up off and, and then it dips down inside and you like build there's a whole engine that you build and there's a compartment you can open up to get to the engine uh and then there's like two different levels like you can have little guys go down inside in like a control room and then you have the guy driving the boat like the gotta have the captain, guy driving the boat you know up there, and there's there's arrays and arrays of antennas and all kinds of cool stuff and lights on it. Uh, not actual lights, but the little clear translucent ones. And there's a winch on the back because you never know when you got to dredge something up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was a really cool set. It wasn't huge. It, it felt big because, um, you know, like it, it had the the big shell of the boat. So you had a big piece to build off of. Uh, it was only 195 pieces. Uh, 
which it really isn't a lot. But because that one piece is the big bottom of the boat, it was a fairly big Lego piece for time. The fire rescue boat, that was almost twice the size. That was 361 pieces. Uh, but I, I didn't have that one. I wanna, that one was expensive. I want to buy you the police one, and you could put it together, and you could play around. Like, all right, boys, get the winch <laughs> out. We're going to drag the lake for Kevin Bixler's credit cards. <laughs> the real Kim. Find uh, the real Kim and all those credit cards he threw in there to get away yeah. from his dad. Yeah. Uh, well, what's cool about the boat is on, on the bottom, there's this little attachment, and they would make... Um, Lego made counterweights that you could attach to the bottom. So that way, if you wanted to, you can even build your boat up even taller without worrying about it capsizing. God there damn. were some third third parties out there that went on to develop actual little motors that could mount on there. You can put little motors on your boat. I, I never I never got to do that. never got that far. Um, but these were two of the cooler boats that even though they weren't as complex as like the, the pirate ships were, which were awesome. But the fact that the police patrol boat and the fire rescue boat could actually float and they spent they, they served plenty of bathtub time. Uh, and I'm sure uh, there was plenty of black mold uh, inside that shell uh, to go with it, just like any other bathroom toy you would have. Well, goddamn. Um, did you play with these in the bathtub? Oh, hell yeah. I could just, uh, yeah. I, well, hold on. I yeah, because you get the little, you would I'm gonna, Hold on, hold on. And then you send a little, you send a little scuba diver down. Hold on. I'm going to back up. I was just about to say, I can picture a little squeezer playing in the bathtub with these, but I'm going to nope. rephrase that. <laughs> uh, I can understand how little squeezer played with these in the bathtub. I had, you know what I played with in the bathtub? I had like a bag of like shapes that were sponges that you got wet and you could stick to the side. Yeah, that was fun too. Yeah. Hey, quick interlude. I just saw mm-hmm. on Instagram they moved Black Widow back to July 9th, but now my birthday, speaking of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a few days before Enchantress's 40th birthday, and, and she, Black Widow's her favorite comic book character, but she hates Scarlett Johansson. So, Ooh. what a come on, Disney. That's not a way to celebrate her 40th birthday. Uh, but it's going on premiere access. See, we won't have to go in theaters. We'll just have to pay like $30. I'll just wait until August. I'll probably pay the $30 cuz I, I anything Marvel does, I'm like, Give, "Here's my money. Take it and <laughs> make more." <laughs> make more, Kevin Feige. Make more. <laughs> what did you think of Falcon and Winter Soldier? I enjoyed it. I did too. It's fucking. Fun. It was. It was that that opening. I, I feel like they like, blew their entire show? budget in the first fucking ten minutes of the show. But I'm like, this this is a TV show. <laughs> like, like that that was insane. And then the the Bucky stuff is just fucking dark, man. I, I like. Oof. Yeah, that kid. Uh, that's Enchantress yeah, that's called it. She's like, that's definitely his son. And I was like, oh, fuck, it was. Yeah. No wonder he's having nightmares. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's it's good. I'm ready for it. I'm excited. And I'm pumped. Mm-hmm. And that, that Kurt Russell's son playing U.S. agent. Oh, is that who that is? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Kurt Russell's son. They're not calling him U.S. agent. 
who's playing John Walker? Mar Cap John Walker, Captain Mar. Uh, what's it called? Winter uh, Falcon. Um. Just give me a fucking actor. Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell. There you go. Wyatt Russell, yes. So, John Walker is U.S. agent in the comic books. And when I saw he was John Walker, I'm like, oh, so that's U.S. agent. It's not going to be Captain America. But they introduced him as Captain America at the end of the show. <laughs> so, I'm assuming, I'm like, oh, they're introducing U.S. agent. I had the U.S. agent figure. Speaking of 1990, 91 Marvel, uh, that the black... He looked almost like Captain Marvel, but he was all in black and he had the shield. Mm -hmm. U.S. agent, yeah. All right, uh, Squeezer, are you done talking Legos? Uh, sure. uh, no, never, but I, I guess I can stop. All right, here is my next pick. Once upon a time in the sewer, there were four cute little petals. Who suddenly went through this incredible mutation process and became the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! <laughs> and then there was a sweet, charming rock musician. Who goes out of control, changes and mutates into Bebop! Oh my my! Look, they decided to play together. <laughs> and of course, they always have ever after. Now they mutate. From Playmates. So, I didn't have... Um, I didn't. There was no commercial for this. What I'm talking about. Hold on. I got. I had the name written down. And I can't find it. Exactly what it was called. It was something really stupid. It was called the Turtle Battle Costumes. So in 1991, we were at Turtle TMNT. Hold on. I gotta find TMNT. Turtle battle costume. So in 1991, we were at KB Toy Works off 191 on Linden Street. About, and at the time, the Rock was family was probably living was living there. So we were about uh, a quarter of a mile from the Rock's house. If you're watching Young Rock show, he lived on those apartments right off. 191 there, Linden Street, Squeezer. Okay. All uh, right. Yeah, I know where we're at. So in that shopping center, which is now a Walmart and a Home Depot, there was a Bradley's and there was a KB Toy Works. And, and that Toy Works, which was an expanded KB that had, that sold bikes. That's, that's what they always said when I worked at KB. What's the difference between Toy Works and KB? It was A, they're in shopping centers, and B, they sell bikes, so they're bigger. Uh, we were in there, and I just, I could remember, Squeezer, I could picture being there. I could put myself in there in my mind, and these were sitting on the bottom of the shelf. So there was like the turtle turtles figures on the pegs, and then there was the shelf at the bottom, and stacked in the bottom were these boxes, and the boxes had these battle costumes. And then in the battle costumes, you had the elbow pads, the knee pads, the belt, a, a green plastic bow and a mask that had a plastic green turtle nose that was attached to it. <laughs> and my parents actually bought me this fucking thing. 
So I now had a weapon. Oh, please tell me there's pictures. I wish there has to be. There has to be pictures somewhere. I gotta find it. The the playmates did so much cool shit. Turtles was like their first action figure line, and they went full out. But these dress up kits were also being done by Toy Biz with Marvel. I don't know. Did you look at the wish book to get your any of your ideas? Uh, no, no. I kind of just. I don't know how I did it. Uh, the big, one I even picked, and I was disappointed when I found out after all my research, it was 92. Yeah, I, I figured since, because I went through, I own the 1991 uh, Sears Wish Book. Like, I have a copy. Mm-hmm. But if you go to if Collecting Candy, our friend Jason Liebig, he's awesome. Follow him. He has the best old candy wrapper collection on the planet. He also runs Wish Book Web where we pull a lot of our old wish book stuff from when we go yep. over our shows, you could find it on there. And I was going through his cause I didn't go. I was like, I can't, I'm out of working remote. I'm picking my picks. I, I, uh, I went through and I saw they they didn't have this cost and they might've had this costume, but they had like the Marvel costumes too. And I did not have those, but I had the Donatello turtle battle costume. And this plastic fucking bow staff squeezer was legit. You could knock a motherfucker out with this thing. It was like solid molded PVC that you had to screw together because the box was oh big, shit. The box wasn't big enough to fit the whole bow staff. It was maybe mm-hmm. 15, 20 inches wide. So you. It, so it wasn't like that that squishy kind that you get like when you buy like a Halloween costume and like a police officer and you get the. Oh no! The, this was like this was like a just, Soto bottle cap. All the way around. It was like a full. Oh. Yeah, it, it was like a full thirty-six inches of soda bottle cap, and it was green. It was neon ooze green. Nice. Like you could you could whoop a guy's ass with this thing if you if you you've had it right. My parents were smart enough not to get me the Michelangelo one because it came with nunchucks. <laughs> I was gonna knock either someone else or myself out with those. Oh, definitely yourself. The cool thing about the Donatello though, it came with the actual black belt with the D on it. Well, the other ones came with these off-canon colored, like, matching their, like, uh, colored mask belts. So if it was, like, Raph, it came with this red belt. Mike with this orange belt. But Donnie came with this oh, yeah. black D belt, which was Why really Why would they awesome. do that? I don't know. But I Donatello was my favorite, and I had this, and I had the black belt. <laughs> so it was a really cool fucking set. And fuck, man. I mean, I was Donatello. I, I walked around. But the problem was you could barely breathe out of the uh, <laughs> green plastic nose. So much like people who wear their masks nowadays, I had it flipped up over my nose. <laughs> and then, like, when I was ready for action, I'd flip it down. <laughs> like, I'd go upstairs with him. I'm like, hey, Donatello. And I'd flip it down. Like, hey, oh, adorable. Hey, I'm here to fight Shredder. Not Super Shredder. You think Super Shredder's Don grew with him? Because his costume grew with him. Yeah, I mean, it's all... Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even... That's probably what wound up. Because he started attacking like the pier, and that like collapsed on him. But mm-hmm. he, he, he was probably having trouble moving under the weight of his own massive mutated dong. Pro- m- maybe. And then he realized that, wow, this thing's huge. I'm going to go just like, back to dumping... 
go to town. Like, like I'm in New York City. I got this massive mutated dong. I'm I fuck these turtles. I'm I'm not gonna fuck these turtles, but fuck these turtles. I'm gonna go have some fun. Yeah. All right. That's probably what he was thinking. One one could only think. I mean, that's the greatest revenge ever, right? Right. It's like, oh wow, so a rat clawed your face, but look at this. It's called living well, Squeezer. Living well. Yes. Uh, oh, that, that didn't have to go there, but it did. Yeah, well, of course. It usually I does. Guess, I, I, I think it did have to go there. It did have to go there. What's, who are we kidding? All right. Moving on, Squeezer, your fourth pick. Here we go. The new Nerf bow and arrow is coming your way, and it means business. The power is pumping, and arrows in your hand. Now your heart is pumping. Fire as quick as you can. Nerf bow and arrow, the enemy's coming, now they're in your sight. Nerf bow and arrow, to the front of the line, in the thick of the fight. Nerf bow and arrow, the mightiest Nerf adventure ever. <laughs> Nerf bow and arrow. Uh, the best in that commercial, too, is like all oh, the, the silhouette of like your favorite action stars, like, Clearly, they wanted the guy to look like Rambo. Clearly, they wanted the guy to look like Arnold as they're running around uh, shooting ninjas with bows and the foam darts taking them out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that thing was legit, though. A... That hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a mo- point blank range. So, my brother got the Nerf bow and arrow. I got the Nerf slingshot, which also hurt. That, that thing could... Do dan- especially to yourself too if you get your hand caught in it yeah and then um we got the nerf um jousting set too that year mm-hmm. which was so much fun my parents yeah. did a good job of making me and my brother think uh instead of like buying toys for each of us just buying toys for both of us at once and making us like share like i, I was telling enchantress I always, my brother being born on July 2nd, I being born on July 9th, what's smack dab in between those two days? Uh, yeah, you said July it. The 4th of July. 5th? 7th? So, I never had my own birthday party. I always shared with my brother, but I fucking loved it. Like, fuck. All and with America. Yeah, and with America. It was me, America, and my brother. <laughs> and... <laughs> The thing was, like, there's nothing worse than everyone staring at you while you're opening presents alone. But having your brother there takes the fucking pressure off it. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? So I didn't have my own, like, birthday party till never, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> Aww. No, oh, we're going to change that. I loved it. Oh, we're Fuck. still going to change Come that. Come on. You, you know young Ryan. Yep. He did not want his own birthday party, and and I know I know older Ryan too, and I know how much he wants his own birthday party. N- no, I can fire you. Yeah. You know that. All right. <laughs> all all right is your answer. Yep. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't want to stir anything up, but I would say, and this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. And there's the internet. So it's right. Mm. The Nerf bow and arrow. Okay. Is the greatest Nerf blaster ever made. 
I mean, I'm not saying like volume wise. I'm not saying power. Just all those little intangibles. The the, the actual. It uh, shot that arrow. That could that. I mean, I'm surprised. I don't know if you googled it, but I'm surprised it didn't take an eye out. Oh, I'm sure it did. Because I it gave me a watery eye here and there. Oh, you get a watery eye, and of course, it's fun when you start putting thumbtacks on them too <laughs> when you get a little older. <laughs> What? You gotta up the stakes a little bit. Um, Bruce, I'm I, sorry I, I didn't get the thumbtack <laughs> spot in. <laughs> you, goddamn, Mick, what? you're covered in them. Goddamn, pal. Don't ever do that again. It, it might not have the volume of other things, and like you can't like just pop, 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 pop like crank it out like one of those. Uh, no, but you like hold for your one. shot. You're in the bushes. And you're you're cocked back, and you're holding for your shot. And when you release that thing, yes. nobody in their fucking right mind has any time Whack. to get away from it. You're fucking. No. <laughs> and and it, it's a great thwack too, because you hit the spring, the air release, the plastic on plastic. Then that thing pops off. And there is tension from the bow. Like there's a. There, uh, it, there... Well, it, from the spring inside. Yeah, but there, there, there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was an elastic cable connected to the, 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 the plunger you pulled back. Correct. Yeah, but it was aesthetic. Like it, it was like you could pluck that like a. Yeah, it still made me. I, I, don't, I don't know. Th- I don't know if that was doing much. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe little Ryan, <laughs> nine-year-old Ryan, it might have been uh added we, a little bit of tension to it. We got to get our hands on one of these. Um, they are, there's everything involved with this. Cause it's not just, cause it's kind of like the bow versus the gun. Like if you just have like a nerf blaster and you can just start popping off balls, that's one thing, but you got three arrows and you got to pull and hold. You got to make your shots count. Now it had a scope. That was pretty <laughs> badass. Um, and the arrows were fairly accurate until they start getting a little dented or twisted and then they start going everywhere, and then the fins fall off. Then it's just a tube you're launching off. Yeah, it's got those. Blue, you try to hot glue them back on. Blue foam tubes. No, the way hot glue is not the way to go. It's super glue, but the you you have to you have to like lay down like five layers for it to stick because that foam is like really like it just sucks up that super glue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you've learned from experience. Yes, I've stuck my fingers to many arrows. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, oh, over time, and it 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 holds up. Like it starts to break down after a while. The the extensions that make it look like a bow, a break off, so you're down to just a blue tube. Uh, and then like the arrow holders, those also break. The strings snap or get ripped, <coughs> and the fins, you know, break off the arrows. But eventually, even though you're left with a blue launching tube and the aesthetic, it, you know, fire mechanics are still all there. This was a lethal nerf toy, and I think it is, it, it's the best nerf blaster out of all the nerf guns ever made. This is number one, in my opinion. It's, a, it's, I think it's the most <coughs> iconic. There's like three of them on, I'm sorry, eBay, and they're all without arrows. Ah. But you can fabricate those. Ooh. There's a nerf slingshot. Inbox 
for fucking 20 bucks plus $10 shipping. I'm buying it right now. Buying it with the rad years. I can't wait for this thing to be going off in the office. Buying. Oh, let's see. I just I was looking online for a. I was just about to eBay. I uh, never forgot. Look at Popular Mechanics. You know Popular Mechanics, like the thing that you can actually like <coughs> read and learn something from. Yes. They ranked the best Nerf guns. All like the modern ones are up there that are battery powered and shoot like a thousand darts a second. And don't get me wrong, that's pretty badass. Um, but the Nerf Balzuka, and that's what I'm talking about. Like the Balzuka is cool. You can unleash a barrage of balls. That's number two. Number one, according to popular mechanics, is the Nerf bow and arrow. And I don't disagree. No, Nerf bow and arrow was awesome. Why don't they make it anymore? Uh, I don't know. They they relaunched it, rebranded it a couple times. They changed the color schemes and made it like black and stuff. Um, I don't know. Now everything's everything Ooh, is like battery powered. I now. found one with an arrow for sixty five dollars. Holy shit! <laughs> it's not the. It's like a darker color still, scheme. The one my brother that had. That was ninety. Yeah. So in ninety one. It was blue and pink with a yellow handle. Yeah, that's the one my brother had. This one is black yes. handle, yellow, and dark blue with pink fin. Like that blue. was ninety two and after. So like basically the iconic one that you know and like everyone had was all produced in that year and everyone got. And then after that, they started producing them in the black. Holy shit! Uh, Someone's selling the box. Just the box for the Nerf bow and arrow, the original, for $45 plus $13 shipping. I mean, hey, you got to get buried in something, and it's cheaper than a coffin, so. It's a... And then it sits up on, like, the mantle, you know, and then people come and like, oh, you have a Nerf bow and arrow box. That's interesting. <laughs> Is it actually in there? Like, nope. That's my father's ashes. That's <laughs> my father's. to be kept in a... That's how he wanted to go. Yep. Man, this the bow and arrow is tough to find. You can't find shit on eBay. Like people, I mean, think about it. Think about how much abuse you put yours through. Yeah, I want to buy this box. That's Thirty years ago, did you buy the slingshot? I did. Awesome. That thing, I I love that thing. That thing was brutal though. Like, I, you probably couldn't sell that in uh, California, New Jersey, and that other state that I which is the other one I can't have any fun Shit. Connecticut. did you know Nerf had like a part Nerf was the division of Parker Brothers really yeah this this box like a subsidiary well well yeah because Tonka owned Parker Brothers according to Stephanie she told me that that's that's why mm -hmm. Hasbro bought them because they own Milton Bradley or the other oh. way around Hold on, I'm sending you. Cancel. Come on, you fucking Mac. There we go. Here, I just sent you the link to the box that you're going to be buried in. A, uh, <laughs> a bow, Nerf bow and arrow box. It has a Parker Brothers, and it's it's got a Toys R Us sticker beautiful. on it. Sixteen ninety nine is what this thing costs retail. 
Uh, that's a piece of that's a piece of art right there. I I I'm tempted to buy this thing. If it was in better condition, I'd would I would have clicked buy it now already. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah, it's a little crushed in for that price. I mean, I I'd still should I make him an offer dead, for twenty five so bucks? Notice. Should I make a twenty five dollar yeah, offer? Yeah, because the backside's torn. Tell him that you're gonna put your dead friend in it. <laughs> right. It's just for an urn, 25. <laughs> All right. With shipping, I wound up paying 37.95 for it. You think they'll go for it? <laughs> I mean, it's your money, and I'm not going to tell you how to spend it, but yes. All right. Yeah, why? what's $37, right? I'm submitting the offer. Your offer wasn't accepted. What? What? Some automated bullshit. 26. Alright, try try 60. <laughs> try 60. Review offer, submit offer. Your offer wasn't accepted. Right, I'll go 30. 30 is as high as I'm gonna go. I'll pay $30 plus $13 shipping and handling for this fucking box. Your offer wasn't accepted! Come on, ETC79. NYC two. <laughs> two three oh two. Oh so the slingshot comes like all three balls? Yeah, but it's a mint in mint in box. In box ooh, interesting. I'm curious as to the elasticity of the band. After all those years, you know? Do I take it out of the box and test it out or what? You know me. I am. I have no sense of like. I, I can't be worth that much if I only paid twenty bucks for it in box. Yeah, in box. No, I mean I am. I'm an unboxing fiend. I just now now this to be played with. Now this one says Kenner nineteen ninety one, but it doesn't say Parker Brothers. It says it's it's Kenner. Hmm. That's weird. That's interesting. I know I know it was developed and it was like ready to go in the 90s, but it really it didn't hit the market until 91. Let's see so the So maybe they the box. started packaging it. And the box says 1991. Yeah, 1991 Parker Brothers. Division of Tonka. Hmm. So weird. How is in uh, I guess since they're apart <coughs> not one year be- between the bow and arrow coming out, between Christmas and '91, when my brother got this and I got the slingshot, they want, they they changed it. Pro- they must have. They must have, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the box on the slingshot, it's the new Nerf that's like molded off to the sunglasses I have. You know the the '90s Nerf. Oh yes, yep. And um, the box for this has the old Nerf logo on it. Fuck, I want this box. Well, yeah, because that's when they started going more towards the weapons after this. Well, no, this is the the big... The footballs all came out with that logo. Like the Screamer and the Turbo. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that that's when everything kind of changed around here, like 90, 91. Yeah. <clears throat> well, when Hasbro when they were getting them. away from just... Yeah, when they were just getting away from balls. Balls. All right, it... <laughs> 
it's time, <clears throat> I think, to talk about my last pick, Squeezer. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. To move on from Nerf? Mm-hmm. We could talk about this all Until night. Until next week when we have when we have your slingshot and when you're missing two knuckles. <laughs> Here is my last pick. Get ready for thrilling action when evil unmen battle Swamp Thing. Who can stop them from destroying the Earth? Swamp Thing! Watch them turn into evil unmen to battle Snare Arms Swamp Thing. You're no match for my mighty Snare Arm. But I am. Is he doomed? <laughs> no, now I'm a different Swamp Thing. I'm Bioglow. The Earth is safe. Bioglow and Snare Arm each sold separately. Swamp Thing, Guardian of the Earth. So I'm going to be completely honest. In 1991, mm-hmm. I have not yet read Alan Moore's run of Swamp Thing. I have no idea that's even a DC, well, Vertigo comic book character. I know that. I mean, yeah, you were. Yeah. I mean, I was. In October 1991, I read Jim Lee's X-Men number, Uncanny X-Men number one, and I forgot DC even existed. I think that was the case for a lot of us. Yeah. So I knew there was a cartoon. But when I would go to Lenko, I would see these action figures and I was enamored. I loved these fucking action figures. God damn, they were beautiful. There was the bio glow swamp thing. It was a glow in the dark. There was the uh, capture swamp thing that came with a net. There was the snap-up Swamp Thing, and these were all different variants. Kenner did this better than anyone. That came with a uh, snare-type weapon. There was the camouflage Swamp Thing that was like a a tree-type fucking root-colored brown and green Swamp Thing. (coughs) There was the climbing Swamp Thing that had like a hook to climb. There was the snare-arm Swamp Thing that had a fucking snare-arm. That, like, is attached to a string. There was Anton Arcane, who now that I read books was the head of the Unmen, the fucking devil himself. Always trying to separate him and Abigail. There was uh, Bayou Jack, who was kind of like uh, proto Bubba Gump or Bubba from. Uh, he was a Vietnam vet. That's why I said he was Bubba, because he's from the Bayou and he's. He's black, <laughs> and he's a Vietnam vet, <laughs> and he had the swamp water blaster squeezer. Are you there? Are you listening to me? I'm. I'm listening. I'm taking this all in. You're no feedback. I. I'm just. I didn't have any of these. This is all like, like outside of seeing them in the. Uh... I didn't have them either. Matt had a few. I wanted them all. I'd go to Linko and I'd pull them off the 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 fucking peg and I'd stare at them and I'd want them and I'd be like, can I get these? No, pull them back. You know, we're, we're food shopping. We're not toy shopping. Fucking Lenko. There was Tomahawk who was a Native American, really bad stereotype, who was one of Swamp Thing's friends. Uh, there was uh, Dr. Demo who was a bad guy, an evil snake doctor. There was Skin Man who was a ghoulish zombie and there was even vehicles. There was the marsh buggy, and there was the bog rover, and there was also a playset, the swamp trap. 
that had like a Venus flytrap, like a tree. Kind of looked like Stig Mountain almost. Or not Stig Mountain. Um, the fucking uh, Fright Zone. The Horde Fright Zone. That's what I meant. But fuck, these things are beautiful. I want them so bad. I go in, and these in like the Wild West Cowboys and Moo Mesa, and the little, the first run of Littlest Pet Shop are the things like I have vivid memories of staring at. And also, I'm sorry, all the different alien toys that came out. Like when we go, mm-hmm. and the WWF Hasbro Wrestling figures, <laughs> when we go to, to Lenko, I'd go to the toy section, and these were the toys I was staring at, and I wanted all of them, and my parents would not buy them for me. But, um, they're very cool. And I want to talk about them because they came out in 1990, 1991. And I was like, you know what? I have not talked about how cool the Swan. And now they're, they're kind of expensive. They're like the one Kenner toy that it's going to cost you a little money to buy. Hmm. <clears throat> Most Kenner stuff was super mass produced. These aren't kind of hard to get. So if you go to eBay, since I'm in the spending mode right now. <laughs> We go to eBay and I say, Kenner Swamp Thing. Two, the, sorry, I'm losing my voice. The snare arm and the camouflage are $70 or best offer with $20 shipping. Now, here's a multi lit. Oh, shit. Maybe I can get my hands on some of these. The camouflage one on himself is $40. <clears throat> the swamp trap is 75 squeezer. Oh. Camouflage 35. Loose figures $25. Loose. Bioglow is the most My expensive God. one. He's $115. Loose? No, on card. On card. On card. Still. Here's one fucking with a KB markdown sticker on it. You could see it. They're charging $50. Just for the sticker. <laughs> Just for the sticker. Oh, should I bid on it? I want that sticker. <laughs> Five dollars. These are expensive. Anyway, that's my last pick. I'm losing my voice. We're gonna pass it on the Aww. squeezer for his last pick. Alright. X-Men, the evil mutant's primary attack. As Juggernaut harnesses his battering ram, Magneto reveals his magnetic force. Lead the attack, Juggernaut. But waiting are the X-Men. Evil mutants. Wolverine flashes claws of steel, while Cyclops turns on laser power. This city is speed limit. And the giant apocalypse is powerlifted by the mighty Colossus. Lost again, Magneto. X-Men and evil mutants, each sold separately from Toy Biz. Apocalypse couldn't be lifted by Colossus. No, no. I mean, they're roughly the same size as and figures. In fact, Wolverine is just about as tall. So. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't. But my anyway, first in one 1991. Was so sorry, go ahead. Uh, the first one I got was the Jim Lee uh, blue and yellow Wolverine. <clears throat> okay. But that didn't come out until that was. That was series two. Like series three. Series two or three. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, uh in ninety one it all begins with the, the Toy Biz uh X Men line. And these are very the the first line very different compared to where it starts to go. They're 
almost look like two completely different manufacturers and toy lines compared to what you get starting in like three, four, and five. Um, and also where the influences come from. Because uh, in this line, you have Wolverine uh, and still in like the brown and gold. Uh, right. Well, they started this... they started tooling in production. They had to start like two years before this line came out. Yeah. And, and, and like three months after this, they'd relaunch X-Men, Uncanny X-Men number one. Yeah. The best-selling comic book of all fucking time that had a completely yeah. different look to all the characters. Or X-Men one. It was Uncanny X-Men 1, wasn't it? I thought it was... No, just X-Men. X-Men. That's where, And that's where, like, the animated series and everything kind of... Yeah, it's just X-Men. Right, just X-Men 1. Yeah. It was Uncanny, and then they went to X-Men 1. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it just got even more confusing, because... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and then, and then the iconic look that everyone knows from the cartoon started working its way into the figures but this was before all that went down so like uh storm out of all of the, the first one i had was storm and she was uh all in black um with, which was cool because then like her white hair really popped off it and she had a uh, like a yellow lightning bolt in her chest and with a little battery in there and you push the button and it would like light up right which as a kid that was like so cool it lit up um she was she was the first of them that I got, and I remember I was with my grandparents. And we, I got her at Lane Co. Um, and then Archangel, um, he was pretty cool. He had these little missiles in his wingtips, and they would fire him the same way you would fire um, anything else that's not spring loaded. Which is there was just a little bit of a tab that, as a kid, you could flick it, because you know nothing says as screams fun as a kid than flicking things. Um, Wolverine, he had his claws. They were spring-loaded, but they wouldn't, like, they didn't lock. There would be lines later that you can, like, pull them back and, like, with a little T-bar, basically. Yes. Lock that, the claws the in had, and then have yeah. them snap into place. <laughs> yes. Was that the one you had? Yes. Now, right, in yeah, Jim Lee's just... X-Men number one, he was still brown and yellow. I don't, but it was a few issues later, he was blue and yellow. Okay. Um, And the 91, uh version he he was just claws were you know like the like the fake spring-loaded knives you get like the Halloween right they're store. always out but they they yeah. you could push them in and they'd pop right back out yeah when, when, yeah. when you're you know when you're stabbing guys right uh eventually i got nightcrawler uh it was cool because he had suction cups so he could like climb a window uh which also wasn't cool because he had suction cups right that's so why i didn't like, get him because he had suction like, cups it's the first thing you do is take a scissors and cut the suction cups off yes uh, it's kind of like the like the the Neutrono wands on new, Neutrono beam on on your yeah you cut that shit off cut it right and out. then Magneto Magneto was really cool because he had magnets in him yes and so did some of the other little pieces so you could like and you can do it with any other thing but they didn't other, like, the thing that pissed me off they didn't hide the magnets there were just fucking bumps in his fucking hands and his chest all right good point. <laughs> but <laughs> still it was like a square yeah, bump. <laughs> they just, yeah, they just glued magnets. Right. Down. Um, but it, it was, it was still cool. It was uh kind of uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Unique, I guess. Uh, I didn't have, I didn't have this version of Cyclops. 
Um, I eventually would get the later version, which is more reminiscent. I think it was like series four or five where you got the best looking Cyclops, um, which is very much like he's just jacked and like shoulders, you know, three times as wide as his hips, like animated series one, uh, Colossus and then, um, Juggernaut and Apocalypse. I didn't, I didn't have either of them either. And I and I was thinking, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Because I always think about this. It kind of messed with my head. Like, if I'm playing X-Men, I want to have all my X-Men. And I know Storm is a woman. And I'm like, no big deal. Like, But there were people like, oh, boys aren't going to play with girls' figures. And I was like, so well, pissed there was Storm. no Rogue. It took, forever. it took forever for a Rogue, and that's all I wanted. Yeah. Because they um, gambit. Just because you had funny feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm like, cool. They at least made a storm. So that commercial that you saw, unless you had it, the unless you had another figure and looked at the back of the packaging and saw a storm was on it, in the commercial, you know how at the end you, they do the little character pose and it's like, all the figures now, blah, blah, blah. And they show all the figures laid out there. Mm-hmm. I guess there wasn't enough room to fit Storm in the shot. Because <laughs> it's just Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Archangel, Cyclops, and Colossus, and your three bads. There's just no room to fit Storm in in the casting call for, that, uh, for the commercial. Because like, that's going to stop you from buying them all. Oh, we don't want to put Storm in there. That's true. It's just so yeah, maybe that could have maybe that's why it took off. Had they put Storm in there, the whole line would tank and we wouldn't have had a, a vast array of awesome figures uh for years to come. Yeah, they did. <clears throat> I mean, they were still pumping them out when I was working at KB in 97-98. Like like fucking mm-hmm. Yeah, it ran a long time. And every variant in the comic book you could think of, they were fucking pumping out. And at that point, mm-hmm. they were doing the WCW figures, too. So they were pumping tons of that shit out, too. And, I mean, they were eventually bought by Marvel. They joined, they merged with Marvel. And <clears throat> yeah. and some of the executives, like Ike Perlmutter and, and shit, came from Toy Biz. Uh, Ari Arad, they were very much... It was toy-driven. Because at the time, like you thought the only money you could milk out of a comic book company... <clears throat> was toys, not billion dollar movies and television yeah. <laughs> shows. But yeah, it, it was a fun toy line. One of my, one of my favorites, uh, and it yeah, uh, one of my favorites too. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah, I still love that Gambit and the Punisher. I bought you the Punisher with the, the same jacket. I think you yeah. have on card. I I still got him. Yep. That plastic trash bag jacket that Gambit and the Punisher mm-hmm. had. Yeah. Fuck, I love that toy. Oh yeah, you wouldn't get a Rogue until 1994. Right. Yeah, and Gambit took Gambit took forever too. I believe Gambit took 93 or 94 as well. <clears throat> yeah, you 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 got you got like an Omega Red uh before Rogue. I remember that Bishop was cool though. Oh, I had Bishop. Cool. I had Bishop and I had yeah. the the Sentinel Oh really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It was probably too old to be playing that guy. Are you driving? <laughs> Are you playing with the Sentinel toy? Shut up! 
<laughs> oh boy, this was fun. Yeah, Good doing times. toys, nineteen ninety one. This is one, probably my favorite of them so far. Until next week. Until next where week. Store junk food. For real, we're doing junk food from nineteen ninety one. I don't know. It's it's hard, like because. This, it's hard to pinpoint when this shit actually came out. Yeah, it, this is going to be just more junk that I ate in 91. Right, so don't hold us to anything. We're talking about junk food in 1991 that we ate in 1991. And it's going to be a fun show, just like the last few shows were fun. All of them were fun. I don't know if we have any new reviews. I didn't read. Hold on, should we check and see if anyone's decided to post something nice or not so nice? the rad years we should we appreciate all reviews uh no no the rug brothers rad to the bone is still our last review so that's a good one i'll keep it at that if you like the show rate review us uh wherever you listen to it helps other people find it uh don't forget in two weeks april 7th we are talking listener feedback show we are going to base our show on things you tell us to talk about so email me at rk at radiers.com, squeezer at radiers.com. Tell us what you want to talk about. Uh, you want us to talk about, and we will talk about it. And Joe, please don't email Javier Beltran Fernandez and Todd. Although, <laughs> we will talk about them, but not until the summer. I'll get I'll get some Javier stories, some hobby stories. Uh, but until then, we'll be back next week talking about junk food. Sorry we're a day early. I have to go to Hershey tomorrow morning. Uh, the sweet, what's it called? Chocolate Town. Sweetest place on yeah. earth. Doing research, huh? Doing research? Yeah, for next oh, week. Oh, yeah, for next week. Junk food. And, yes, that's oh, what I'm geez. there doing. Now, I'm spending the entire week researching. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Not bad basketball. We'll be back next week. More rad year. Same rat time. Same rat channel. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>